this is a huge piece. This is where sales is so much more than just two people coming together. And, and, and you know, it's, it's, it really is a relationship. And in my book, I talk a lot about how the only good sale is one that leads to the next sale. Because if you think about this, if you've developed a good reputation and you're handling people with integrity and trust, now that doesn't mean that you can't be a hard negotiator. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just doing it with a sense of clarity. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. I am your host, Yona Weiss. I have today with me Mark Hunter, the sales champion, the sales hunter, I guess is, is really what we call him, which is a great play on words of your name. It's kind of like the Weiss advice. You know, you're the sales hunter, Mark Hunter. He's, you know, one of considered one of the top 50 most influential sales and marketing leaders in the world, author of Mind for Sales and uh, a new book, which uh, I'd love for you to you plug over here, which you just, you just uh, published recently. So thank you. Thank you for coming to the show, Mark. Hey, thank you for having me on. And uh, we're going to have a great conversation if the pre-show is anything as, you know, as good as we had. I mean, it's great. I love it. <laughs> the great thing about the pre-show is I always record them. Because I hit the record button right at the beginning because, you know, you never want to miss anything. Yeah. And I actually missed once. Uh, like I forgot to hit the record button, button once at the beginning. And I had to redo the whole episode. So that's why I always hit it right at the beginning for those two reasons. And, uh, but no, it's a pleasure to have you on. I know you, you've been in sales for, for decades, worked with companies from startups to Fortune 100 companies, you know, and everything in between. How, how did you, how did you, you know, know that this was your calling? You know what? I didn't know it was my calling. I mean, if you stop and think, how many of you, I, you know, I don't know too many people who as kids said, I want to be a salesperson. You know, you want to be a fireman, you want to be a police officer, you want, you don't want to be, you know, but you really don't want to be a salesperson. I got into sales and I talk about it in my book, A Mind for Sales, only because of the Seattle Police Department. And this is years ago. This is not anything, this is not anything <laughs> not recent. Current, this is, this not many, this is decades ago. Right. Uh, the Seattle Police Department, I got too many speeding tickets and nobody was hurt, nobody was harmed. I couldn't afford car insurance. I could not afford car insurance. So I had to get a job that supplied me with a car. And mm -hmm. so what was interesting was that meant most likely a sales job. First two sales jobs I had, I got fired from. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but what I figured out is sales is about helping people. And when you really realize it's about creating a relationship and having a conversation and I don't care what business we're in, that's really what the business of business is. It's relationships. Mm-hmm. It's having those conversations and just getting to know people. It, uh, it is finding out what the points that you know that they're struggling with, and that just comes comes up. Yeah. You know, the, One of the reasons I got fired from my first couple of jobs is because I went into sales thinking customers were like bowling pins, and they were just meant to be knocked over, just knocked over as fast as you can, and move on to the next customer. That's not really a way to win friends and influence people. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't work. So I, I, I really had to take a step back. And it was my boss on my third job. 
who really said, you have to really invest in listening to people. Mm -hmm. And when you listen to people, they'll share with you. Because here's the whole thing. Sales is about really two people coming together and creating an outcome that's going to be beneficial for both parties. That's really what sales is. Absolutely. And, and I don't care what it is. We're all in sales doing it every day. Uh, but it's people connecting with people. To me, that's, that's kind of fun. Yeah, and I love how you frame it, you know, because everything, in, in the end of the day, everything is sales. When, um, you know, if you want to try to convince someone of something else, you want to try to help someone in a certain way, even if you don't look at it like that. If I want to get my kids to take their medicine or to get to bed on time or to get dressed and go to school, it's a sale, you know, in a way. I have to, I have to, I have to, and if you look at it that way, you have to relate to them in a way that you understand where they're coming from. They have, you know, and, and get them to do something, even if, you know, which essentially is going to be best for them. It, it, it is. And, and, and that's what they have to realize that it's best for them. And you can't jam that down. Okay. You know, if you got kids, you can jam it down the throat. I'm their parent, <laughs> but you know, it doesn't work. It doesn't. Let, let me tell you something. I've had teenagers. It doesn't work. Okay. So anyway, just, just parental advice there. Uh, it, it, here's the whole thing. It has to be mutually beneficial, especially in this world we live in, where there's so much information out on the internet. Everything, you know, if you're not totally transparent, it's amazing how you're seen very quickly as a fraud. Mm -hmm. So whatever type yeah. of activity you're in, your reputation arrives before you do. This is, this is the big right. thing I tell people. Your reputation arrives before you do. And that's a little bit creepy. So if you stop and think about it, what do other people say about you? What does the internet say about you? But mm -hmm. boy, that drives a tremendous amount of relationships in terms of the quality and the depth and what ultimately is going to come out of it. So when you're traveling around all over the world, speaking and giving sales training, which you know now might be a little bit on the, uh, <laughs> the up and up, right? You're doing a lot virtually, I, I assume. You've uh, kind of pivoted in that, in that direction, like everyone else. But you know, and you say your reputation travels before you when you get there. But is it also like the, the, is that, would you consider that the first impression or when you actually come and meet them for the first time, is that really the first impression? Well, you know what? We always, we all grew up that, you know, we all grew up, our parents always told us, make a good first impression, make a good right. first impression. And that was always, you know, how you shake their hand and how you, you know, that first 10 seconds. Exactly. I'm really at the point now that that's the second impression. That's mm -hmm. really the second impression. Really stop and think about this for a moment. Like before, you, you wanted to have me on as a guest. You undoubtedly went out. You Googled me. You, you took a look at who I am. I mean, they're, they're, you know, uh, we were connected by way of a, a mutual friend, and, and she introduced it. And same thing, with, same thing with me. I mean, I, I went out and saw who you were, and I took the advice from the mutual. So that was the first impression. So mm -hmm. that face-to-face -face really becomes the second impression. And you know what? The two better line up. <laughs> you know, the two better. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, we've all heard horror stories of people posting pictures on Facebook or, you know, right. uh, Instagram, whatever, that, oh, come back to haunt them. I mean, right. uh, it just doesn't work. So we have to be really careful, you know, with our digital presence probably more than ever. <clears throat> our digital reputation is really surpassing our personal reputation which is really kind of scary. 
mm-hmm. uh, because other people get to shape it. So it means you yeah. better hang out with some pretty decent friends. <laughs> you know, you better you better keep good company. <laughs> keep good company, and you know, I would say you know keep your mouth closed or your fingers you know <laughs> at a at a pause when if if you have an opinion or you think that this might you know get out of hand. I mean, I can't tell you how many people and I stay away from politics as much as possible in general in life, but especially you know on the internet. But I find people saying how you know, getting into fights with strangers on the internet, you know, through Facebook or Twitter or whatever. I just don't, I don't even understand that. I, I thank God I have never had that experience, but it's crazy. It, it, it's crazy because you're not going to change anybody's opinion. All mm-hmm. you're going to do is let everybody know what your opinion, what your opinion is. And think about this. Now you go to apply for a job, you go to negotiate the sale, you go to work on this contract, you go to look at, uh, you know, it, 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 it is amazing how that shapes how people feel and what, what they think about you. And uh, that's going to impact the outcome. That's going to impact the result of what is ultimately achieved. This is a huge piece. This is where sales is so much more than just two people coming together. And, and, and you know, it's, it's, it really is a relationship. And in my book, I talk a lot about how the only good sale is one that leads to the next sale. Because if you think mm-hmm. about this, if you've developed a good reputation and you're handling people with integrity and trust, right. now that doesn't mean that you can't be a hard negotiator. There's nothing wrong with that. It's mm-hmm. just doing it with a sense of clarity and yeah. doing it. I mean, I want to I negotiate the best deal I can. But here's what I found. When I negotiate the best deal I can, it means I've got to have your interests in mind. So I've got to create an outcome that works for you too. And when I create that work, that outcome, we can negotiate a very hard deal. But you know what? It's one that works on both sides. Because I always say the best negotiation is one that creates a bigger outcome. You know, okay, you so walk, you know, right. let, stop and think about that for a moment because yeah. You walk into a negotiation, we'll say that you want this property, you want this building, or you want this, this, whatever. And, and that's what you're going in with. But if you can create a bigger outcome, because not only were you able to get this building, but you were able to get first rights on something else, or you were able to mm-hmm. get, get an option on something else, or you were able to help them because you've got this over here. And that, to me... That's sales right. at it's the next level. Thinking bigger, yeah. It's definitely thinking bigger, thinking right. You know, out of the out of the proverbial box, and and really getting, you know, just furthering that relationship. If you if you look at every every transaction as as just simply that a transaction, then you're just left with nothing at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the day, except for the you know that transaction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You you you're left with a lot of paper. Uh, that's why what what mm. I say is. Sell first and negotiate second. Selling is about developing the relationship. Selling is about understanding mm-hmm. the needs, understanding the outcomes, getting all of those pieces in place. And the more I sell, really the easier the negotiation is. All right. I'm going to kind of get a little, dig a little deeper here into some, uh, some advice on you know, first impressions because we, we talked about that a little bit before. And nowadays, a lot of people are making those first impressions not not just with the reputation, because not everyone has that online reputation yet necessarily, but a lot of it through social media. 
and especially through interactions on social media where you might um, you know, reach out to people. So as opposed to the, the old cold calling or the email marketing or whatever, a lot of people are using social media marketing tactics, but in the same way that they were using you know, the email or the cold calling tactics, right? So, you know, what would you say when you're connecting with someone, you're reaching out to someone or not, maybe not you, but someone who, who's new to the business or, yeah, and they're looking to make those first impressions, those first connections, what are the best, you know, kind of best advice or best um, practices when doing that? Well, what, what I'll use is I'll use the acronym LTS. I learned this years ago from a gentleman who shared it with me and it's hung with me for years. LTS. First L is listen, learn. You just listen and learn. You, I, I may connect with you, but I'm not going to try to jam myself down, down your throat. You know, so, you know, it's called social right. selling. The first word is social. Let me get to know you. Okay. Not, not, not uh, socially awkward. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's <clears throat> listen, learn. The, the second, you know, letter T is teach. I want to teach you something. Now, again, this is not lecture standpoint. No, this is teach. I, I want to share with you some ideas. I want to share with you some thoughts that are going to help you. Now, what yeah. am I doing here? I'm developing a relationship. I'm developing a reputation. I'm, I'm developing. You're seeing me as somebody. Who, then I get to the S, which is serve and sell. And if we take that as our uh, guidelines, for how we approach social media, then it allows us to do, this is the magic, this is the sweet spot. Your goal is to take the online connection and turn mm -hmm. it into an offline conversation. Because when I can take the online, you know, I, I've connected with you, <clears throat> we've developed a relationship, and we say, hey, let's, let's have a phone call, let's talk. Yeah. That mm -hmm. to me is, wow, we have really hit we've really hit the point that we've got a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and that's what so many people try to use social media is, Hey, let me connect with you. And then, Oh, let me tell you about my 16,000 ways that I can help you become rich within 24 hours. Just give me your credit card. It's like, Oh, please, please people. Why it's are you doing this to me? Yeah. It's, it's worse than missing the point. It's, it's using it in the wrong way. It's like, if you have a, uh, you know, you have a powerful tool, you have a power tool, mm -hmm. right? And you're using it as a paperweight. It, you know, <laughs> it's doing something, yeah. but it's really not yeah. uh, doing what yeah. it's meant to be doing. Now, he, here, here's the other piece on this. And, and, and this applies to social media. It applies to email prospecting, telephone prospecting, and so forth. If I've done research as to, A, what are the outcomes I create? How do I, how do I help people? You know, not what I sell, the outcomes I create. If, if I've been able to understand what are the outcomes I create, and I know who that can who that can apply to, in other words, who are the types of people, who are the types of businesses mm -hmm. that that works for. What this means is that hmm, if I have you and you fit this profile, that means I can help you. That means I can help you. If I can help you, it's kind of my obligation to reach out and try to help you. It it, right. it really is my obligation. People get so scared about, you know, picking up the phone, calling somebody or emailing somebody. And the example I use, my daughter lives in Dallas, Texas, and she's a nurse. Some people had moved in down the street from her, about four houses down the street. She had not met them, didn't know who they were. She walked out her front door one night and noticed smoke coming out of their house. 
Well, being a nurse, she grabbed her phone, called 911, and immediately ran down to the house. She's a nurse. She wants, hey, let, you know, even if she wasn't her, she was just going to, uh, you know, let's make yeah, sure people right are out, out, out of the house. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's interesting. She didn't know the people. She didn't say, oh, you know what? Let me see if I can connect with them on Facebook. Or let me see if I can, if I can connect with them on Instagram. Maybe I'll, I'll you know, I'll, uh, maybe I'll send them, a, you know, you know, no. She knew she could help them. So it was her obligation to go help them immediately. Now, everybody was got out of the house fine. The fire wasn't too bad. But that's an example that if you know you can help somebody, you owe it to them. But you don't owe it to them by saying, she didn't run down there and say, I'm a nurse. I can, no, no. She said, is everybody out of the house? How can I help you? Are there any pets in there? You know, you know she went down first to, to serve them. Exactly. And see, that's what social, that's what selling's all about. Mm -hmm. How can you serve? How can you, you know, add value? How can you help other people? And once they know who you are, they know what you do, then, and, and they, you figure out a way to bridge that gap that you can help them and they need that help. It's, it's like almost a no brainer. It becomes a no brainer because then they, and, and, and it's interesting, but I was asking, I was asking my daughter the other day, you know, about people. She says, Oh, she's become good friends with them. She's become great friends with them. Sure. I, I love it. I love it. Now, I mean, not, not, you know, I'm glad the fire wasn't worse, but I'm wondering how much longer it would have taken her. Now, my daughter's pretty outgoing. She's got two little kids, so they're outside all the time. I wonder how much longer it would have taken her to meet those people. <laughs> you know, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Sure. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. So it's better to, you know, to just go, go out there. Even, with, even if a situation doesn't arise, you, know, you don't need a situation. Of, oh, like, right. <laughs> life-saving right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not to, sitting to, around uh, waiting for fires or accidents to happen. <laughs> no, you, you are not the ambulance chaser. No, no, that, that's, that's, that's not a sales strategy. <laughs> right, awesome. Um, so, so you got this, this new book, the mind, uh, the mind for sales, um, which is, you know, hot off the press. Anyone can check that out. We'll put that in the, in the show notes here. So anyone can, uh, can find that. What, what would you say, you know, sum up in a, in a couple of sentences, what's, why would someone need this book? It, it, it really is. Cause it's written from a person who didn't want to be in sales and now thoroughly loves, loves sales. Uh, so much that the sales center is trademarked. So, I mean, it's like, it's like this guy's in love with sales. Though, so, because it, it really is about helping you understand how do you demystify sales? How do you really unpackage all of the mystique around sales and make it be just this, a conversation? Because at the end of the day, my goal is to influence and impact people. If I can do that in a positive manner, I get to come back and do this game again. To me- yeah. That, that's what this book is all about. It's really showing you how to, uh, how to be that individual of influence and impact and do it with integrity. Please do it with integrity. That's really what the whole book is all about. But I, I go through there's a whole series of steps and activities and things you can do and how to set long-term goals. There, there's tons of stuff in there. I, awesome. I like the book. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> well, if, if the book was anything like this, uh, this conversation, I'm sure it's a bestseller and it's going to be a uh, great for resource for, for anyone and everyone out there. Yeah, it is. I mean, it really is. I mean, the comments I, I get back almost every day, it's been out now for a couple months 
every day I get at least one comment back from somebody who said, hey, this has really changed my life. Because it's funny because people have asked me, said, how did you write the book so fast? And I go, what do you mean? He says, how did you know? Because I launched the book the end of March, uh, right as COVID was really taking right. hold. And, and they said, it's so perfect for right now. It's so perfect. And I said, well, I wrote it a year ago. It's just, it's just, you know, God takes care of these things. So, you know what? It's the way it is. Right. Absolutely. All right. I want to jump right into the final four here. Mark. Yeah. Um, first question I ask every guest is what's the worst job that you ever had? The worst job I ever had was the first job I got fired from. I was selling sides of beef. I had no clue what I was doing, but I was told to go out and do it. I was terrible. I hated the company. I hated every employee there. I deserved to be fired. I hated it. <laughs> All right. Well, we're not going to get into the gory details of that. But no, you don't want sound to. Like a... <laughs> I can tell you more about a meatpacking plant than anybody you want to know. Oh, boy. Well, so our second book, uh, second question has to do with a book, which is what is a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift? I think the, the book that has given me a paradigm shift is a book that goes way back years ago, In Search of Excellence. This goes back years ago because it profiled a number of different companies in there that were absolutely fantastic. You know what's interesting? Today, almost none of them are doing well. Wow. So it says, you know what, to me, that's a paradigm shift. It was a paradigm shift when I read it, but now I think back on that and I go, wow, nothing is constant. Everything is in a state of change. You have to adapt yeah. that. Yeah, it's incredible when you see like these, um, I don't know if you've ever seen, they have, I don't even know what they're called, like these bar graphs, you know, visualized uh, bar graph things where you see like which companies over the past three decades have gone and it's just like up and down and up and down and new people come in, new people going like all over the place. It's amazing. I, I, I have in a filing account in the back, I keep every Fortune magazine when they come out with the Fortune 500 and you go back 20 or 30 years ago, those companies aren't even around now. Wow. wow that's scary yeah 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 which means you have to adapt you, you have, have to, be, to adapt yeah yeah that's crazy to think about that so all those fortune 500 people out there right now right your your destiny is not sealed you got to be come on come on let's <laughs> yeah, not put yeah. them on their deathbed i mean come on <laughs> <laughs> I mean, man uh, you are dark man you are <laughs> <key>. <laughs> oh my goodness that's probably the, the most dark thing i've ever said <laughs> the third question third question is what is a skill or a talent that you would like to learn i never learned how to play the piano and uh playing the piano i've also wanted to get my pilot's license but i've given up on that one but somewhere along the line i really love to learn to learn to play the piano i know that's, that's crazy great. but we have a piano in the house my wife plays it well and i don't that's great <laughs> it's it's a beautiful instrument i think uh you know a lot of people who play it and it's interesting a lot of people give a similar answer on this really? question yeah not necessarily piano if you have but instrument like picking up an instrument which interesting it just tells i guess that just tells me that there's something about playing an instrument that is just kind of for someone who doesn't do it kind of mesmerizing yeah um, yeah Absolutely. So fourth and final question, Mark, what does success mean to you? Well, success is not a destination. It's a journey. And success is about people. If I can help somebody else have a better day, if I can help somebody else in the day, looking back and say that, hey, they were pleased, they were thankful that they had an interaction with me. I don't say that 
boastfully. I don't say that uh, right. arrogantly. I say it with a sense of humility. Then you know what? That's success. Because if I can help people, then you know what? I've done my job in sales. That's awesome. I love that answer. That really speaks to me a lot also. I've never heard anyone say it quite like that, which is interesting because I get a different answer for this question from everyone. But I, I love the way that you, uh, that you phrase that. And the outlook, beautiful. I relate to that very much. So I appreciate uh, you, know, you making the time for us today, Mark. Uh, this has been a great conversation. I think a lot of people got a tremendous amount of value from this. I know I have. So I appreciate you uh, taking the time. Hey, thank you so much. Very much appreciate it. Oh, it's an, and to all our listeners, thank you again for joining us. And remember, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating or review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.